Shawty, what's all with y'all? Oh, hi. Coming to say you're lucky, fine. We got to cutting it off. It she know about the kid and fuck on my line. I'ma keep it up all with y'all. But Shawty, I'm trying to make you mine. Don't make it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can't let it go by. Oh, yeah. Think I won the lotto. This slow mulatto. She could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think I won the lotto. Alright, in today's episode, we're gonna start off by recapping LeBron's record-breaking game real quick, and then we're gonna talk a little bit about Cam Thomas and what he's been doing. And then we're gonna follow it up by trying to guess where we think some NBA players are gonna be moved to by the trade deadline. So let's get into it. All right, I'm here with Jordan and Butsy. Starting off, we gotta talk about LeBron breaking the all-time scoring record against the OKC Thunder last night. I mean I, I'll start by just saying that he's the best player I've ever seen. I was obviously we weren't allowed uh, um, alive for Michael Jordan. So I don't really take anyone seriously if they kind of argue against LeBron being the best player in our generation, because I think they're just doing that um, just to be difficult and, you know, get clicks or just be fucking controversial. He's by far the best scorer I've ever seen. I would say KD's a close second, but LeBron has the longevity and the, injury history that's just a lot better than KD. Um I do believe if KD like stayed healthy, maybe he could give him a run at it. But to me, um obviously it's hard to like LeBron because he's on our least favorite team, but uh you gotta respect him and yeah, it's it's good for him. He deserves it. It's been a long time coming. Um Butsy, we'll start with you. How did you feel about him breaking the scoring record? Yeah, no, it's obviously very special and definitely well deserved. In my opinion, I think he is the best basketball player of all time, but he's not the greatest. I think there's a difference between greatness and and best basketball player. Uh, so I, he's the best basketball player I've ever seen. Um, best score I've ever seen. Obviously, um, you know, everyone kind of disses him because he's LeBron and he does some cringy stuff on social media. And he's always, you know, playing a little bit of a bad guy role, especially in our lives as, as Celtics fans. But at the end of the day, uh, especially as we're getting towards the end of his career, you have to learn, you have to like adapt uh, more and more. Uh, and you know, start tipping your hat to him when he does stuff like this. This obviously is one of the greatest achievements in NBA history, if not the greatest achievement in NBA history. So hats off to LeBron. But Kareem looked like he wanted to shoot LeBron uh, when he was coming down the stretch there. I think he hit like back to back threes, and Kareem was just t- like straight faced. And we kept yeah. making jokes in our room about how uh, we're pretty sure, like we were, we were very, we were very certain, almost certain that Kareem was going to pull out a shotgun shoot LeBron and then shoot himself and just, you know, <laughs> keep the scoring record for, for, for history. <laughs> that, 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 that's what was going on in our room as we were watching the Lakers game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to speak on the cringiness a little bit, it's a little tough when you Google LeBron James and Google drops um, a bunch of Kings and ba- like King crowns and basketballs just kind of fall across the webpage. A little annoying, but you oh. know, I'm just being a hater here. Jordan, how did you feel about that? Um. I mean, I think it's it speaks to how good LeBron was, like, from the very beginning. From his rookie year, he averaged 21, and then his second year, he averaged 27 and pretty much never looked back. He's never averaged – since the second year, he's never averaged less than 25. Um, and he's been playing for, what, what is it, 18? Is this is – this He's year 38 time? years old, so I don't even know. Like, 20 years maybe? I yeah, don't know. 20, that's, that, that's, that's 20, I think. Yeah. yeah, so it's ridiculous to average 27 for almost 20 seasons – um yeah he it's it's a it's a achievement of longevity i think and it's going to be tough for anyone to break this because guys nowadays are resting a lot and 
you know, for, for how much LeBron has played over his career without having a significant injury, um, it's just super impressive. So it is interesting, though, because I still see people that don't view LeBron as an all-time great scorer, and they think of him in, you know, as, as a passer and a, a driver, and they see that he's like not an amazing three-point shooter, and they don't think he can score. But, I mean, the guy now has literally the most points in history. So I don't know it's... what, what they're going to say now. It's yeah. so stupid. It's just people liking to hate. Like, I mean, on paper, we, as Celtics fans, we should be the guys that dislike the LeBron the most. But even we're, I say, we understand basketball enough to know that he is the best scorer of all time. I mean, there's just no other way to look at it. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that JJ Reddick clip going around where he just kind of talked about how he used the stats and showed that LeBron was the best scorer of all time and showed that he was also one of the most one of the best clutch scorers of all time, which is another thing that's against him. Guys like, um, I forget his fucking name. The guy, the white dude that, uh, Skip Bayless. It's absolutely fucking absurd what Skip Bayless does. And I love that LeBron's never even mentioned Skip Bayless's name, yet Skip Bayless goes at him all the time. They're just doing it for clicks. They don't really understand the sport. Um, And yeah, that's, it's just ridiculous the amount of hate that LeBron gets. I mean, I understand he's a goofy guy. He, a lot of this is warranted in terms of like him and his personality, just the way that he kind of does things and pretends he knows a lot of stuff. But at the end of the day, he always backs up what he says with his play style. And he's always evolved um, as a scorer. He, there's been different evolutions of LeBron. Right now we're in the, like the old man LeBron phase where he's not as athletic, but he's using his strength more than he's ever done before. And he's using his brain even more. Um, and he's just picking apart defenses and just scoring at will. He's 38 years old. I've never seen anything like this. I think the oldest basketball player we've seen is Vince Carter, and Vince Carter was nowhere near what LeBron's like right now. So, um, yeah, I think we've given him enough of his flowers, right? Do, do, is there anything else? Yeah, you need to say? I was. Yeah, uh, I was just gonna shit on him a little bit. I think the only like the reason I think he gets so much shit is because people expect that level of greatness. Like they never expect any hiccups or or any kind of loss. And LeBron has had a lot of losing in his career with a lot of winning. Um, you know, when you think of Michael Jordan, you think of six titles. But now when you think of LeBron, you're gonna think of points, right? You're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna think of titles, you're gonna think of his longevity, uh, and and his ability to score the basketball for twenty plus years at you know, at the most valuable level uh across the NBA every year. So it's just, you know, those two greats, uh, it's obviously impossible to compare eras and compare those two, but um, I think they're just looked at in different lights. Uh, MJ is kind of the dominant winner, and LeBron is probably the best basketball player of all time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when I think of LeBron, I think of three titles with three different teams. Is kind of just the fact that he went to Miami, Cleveland, and the Lakers and got three titles. I don't know of any. I'm, I'm saying he, I know he has four titles, but he has three titles with three different teams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So um, that's what I sort of think of is he – I know – He's two behind Michael Jordan. I don't think he'll get the next two just the way that the Lakers are set up right now. I mean, he really has – I mean, if you think about it, if you think about it, he really has three because the bubble ring, Mickey Mouse ring. I mean, yeah, but it's still a ring. Like, I, But then I if you think about it, he really has two because Kyrie, that's Kyrie's ring. Oh, boy. And then All if right. you think about it – You're just bringing this down. If you think All about right. it, Ray Allen, the Ray Allen – How many three. points per game does Cam Thomas average without looking? How many points per game does Cam Thomas average? Good transition. Oh. For this, for the season, for the season, how many points per game? Uh, thirteen. Close, Butsy. Fifteen. 
10.7. Oh my god. Cam Thomas. Sorry, 10.4. 10.4. Um, the reason we're talking about Cam Thomas, 44 points, uh, five rebounds, five assists on the fourth against the Wizards. On the sixth against the Clippers, 47 points, four rebounds, three assists. And then on the seventh against the Suns, 43 points, five rebounds, three assists. Jordan, we'll start with you. What has happened to Cam Thomas, and is he ever going to come back down to earth? Uh, I mean, I think he he saw the dysfunction with Kyrie and was like, "This is this is my time." It's Cam and, Thomas time. Yeah, it's Cam Thomas, Cam Cam Irving, maybe I don't know. It's he's taking Kyrie's powers and he's dropping forty every night. He's going to come back down to earth, but it does make you wonder if he can maybe get to like 18 points a game for the rest of the year. If they give him a, a bunch of minutes, like, can he, can he really be like a legit scorer and help this team go on a deep playoff run? Because that would be like huge. That would, that would give them a real shot. I think. Yeah. But see, what do you think happened? Yeah. I, I mean, I completely agree. It, the, the spontaneous 40 point games just reminds me of TJ Warren in the bubble when he was averaging, I think, 39 <laughs> over the regular season in the bubble, which was absolutely fucking ridiculous. But, uh, you know, this explosion from Cam Thomas is has been interesting because we've seen flashes of it in the G League. He's put up a few 40-point games in the G League, and everyone kind of was like, oh, that guy can score. And then all of a sudden now, it, it couldn't have come at a better time, honestly, for the Nets. Like, yeah. this is a huge spark of hope. This is a huge... Um, you know, a huge piece that could, like, if Jordan, like Jordan said, if he can get up to, like, 17 a game, and, I mean, sorry, for the rest of the season, if he could average around 20 a game for the rest of the season, that could be really, really big for this team, uh, especially if they make a move. Uh, I know the trade deadline's tomorrow. If they could make a move by tomorrow as well and, excuse me, possibly add someone else with all the assets they got from the Kyrie trade, this team could be right back in contention. They really could be. Hmm. I completely agree. Um, next question, real quick. Jerry Stackhouse, Ron Mercer, Steve Blake, Carmelo Anthony, Rajon Rondo, Ty Lawson, Brandon Jennings, Deron Lamb, Cody Martin, Keldon Johnson. What do these players have in but uh, common, Butsy? Can you read it? Read, read them again one one more time. One more time okay. for me. Uh, oh, actually, Josh Smith, Carmelo Anthony, Steve Blake. Stephen Jackson, Ron Mercer, Jerry Stackhouse, Ty Lawson, Duran Lamb, Dwayne Bacon, Cody Martin, Keldon Johnson, Brandon Jennings, Rajon Rondo. Fuck, dude, what the hell? Did they all play for the Lakers? No. Do they all do they all score 40 three times in a row? No. <laughs> they all went to Oak Hill Academy. Do you know who the leading all-time Cam. leading scorer of Oak Hill Academy is? Brandon Jennings. Cam Thomas. The scoring Ooh. this scoring has happened before. This All right, we didn't need, we didn't we didn't need to put Steve Blake's name in there with fucking Mello and Cam Steve Thomas. Steve Blake caught hands at practice one time, so that's pretty cool. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. That's a um, fucking awesome clip. Awesome clip. But Cam Thomas has shown that he has the ability to score. Oak Hill Academy. Um obviously Carmelo went there. That's kind of like the peak, but they still produce NBA prospects yearly. Um he's had that ability. Um Jordan, do you remember? Way back when we first started and you were calling for like the firing of Steve Nash way before anyone else was. And you were talking about how he's not playing Cam Thomas and Cam Thomas basically called out Steve Nash a bunch of times and was like rolling his eyes at various press conferences about him. Um, so obviously, like 
this has been a long time coming. I think, I think the coaches have held him back and then Kyrie being healthy and playing really well has held him back. Um, I do think that this is actually a little bit more sustainable than we think, not the 40 points per game by any means, because then he's better than like Luca, which is just not, not the case. However, I do think next season, if he continues on this trajectory, it's a 20 plus point per game score. Um, the guy just gets buckets and I completely agree with Butsy. He really is uh, doing it at the, one, the perfect time. And two, he's really like just filling a void that was left by Kyrie. And I don't know. I, I'm excited to see what he does. And I think he's very valuable. Um, do you have any other thoughts on the Cam Thomas situation? I just think imagine a world where teams are seeing Cam Thomas and like, oh, we really want that guy. And the Nets yeah. make some, some big splash um before the trade deadline and maybe get a star and get get in contention that way but either way if you're a Nets fan you probably didn't love the the whole Kyrie situation this has to feel pretty good to see one of your guys stepping up and and filling in that role absolutely it's got to feel great and also not to mention he went to LSU for one season he averaged 23 points per game so I do think it is very sustainable he's he's proven to score at the NBA level the high school level and the college level um Obviously, the Nets were one of the most dysfunctional teams maybe ever um, in terms of what the teams he's been a part of. I believe he was there for Harden, or I know he was there for Harden, Durant, and um, Kyrie. Obviously, that's been switched around. It was Kyrie, Durant, and Irving, and um, Ben Simmons, and now Kyrie's gone, and it's just Ben Simmons and Durant. It's got to be really hard to be a rookie in that scenario, in that situation. Um not to mention you have your star player calling out the coach and the GM and Kevin Durant wanting to leave. Then you have Kyrie doing the, you know, very just anti-Semitic post that got him almost done from the NBA. Like it's got to be hard to find any sense of normalcy in this. So uh, shout out to Cam Thomas. And I'm really excited to see what he turns into. But see, you had a thought. Yeah, I was going to say it's going to be interesting to watch his production as KD comes back. Yeah. Uh, obviously, KD coming back is, you know, obviously their number one option and one of the greatest scorers in NBA history. But I'm going to be like right now he has free reign on this team. Right. It's kind of like you really can't do any wrong because you're playing like a fully healthy Clippers team, uh, a, you know, pretty healthy Suns team at this point. And it's like you're supposed to you're projected to lose these games like the spreads of these games are plus eight and a half, nine and a half. Yeah. nets at home. They have no dog in these games. And Cam Thomas is coming out, putting up absolute numbers. So when they, when you know, when KD comes back and they start having expectations, uh, it'll be interesting to see how he plays. Yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting. And um, yeah, I, I just can't wait to see what happens. Transitioning now, we were going to do um, a buying and selling NBA trade rumors game. But on the 7th, there was a bunch of trade rumors because I think teams thought that Kevin Durant was available. But... And also that Kyrie trade happened. I don't know. There was just a lot of rumors, but today there really hasn't been. There's been exactly two trades that have happened so far. Dwayne Dedman and a second round pick to San Antonio for cash considerations. And then Kessler Edwards to Sacramento for also for cash considerations. So, I mean, two groundbreaking NBA trades have happened so far after the Kyrie trade. And I think I have a reason as to why the rumor uh, mill has kind of dried up. And I think... Honestly, now that I put a little bit more thought into it, I think there might be less trades at this deadline than I thought going into it. And I think the thing is, is that people, teams are expecting Kevin Durant to be available this offseason, not this deadline, though. 
the Nets came out and said that they're not moving him this the um by the deadline. They did have a meeting with Kevin Durant about the franchise's future. There's been no word on what happened in that meeting. But to me, I think this means that teams are going to actually hold on to some pieces and not do as many trades as we would have expected in the hopes of um, using those pieces to lure Kevin Durant to their team this offseason. Also, um, there has been rumors of Trey Young becoming available this offseason, which is a guy that some teams do want. Um, but yeah, because it went from, you heard about Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, uh, Russell Westbrook, Mike Conley, uh, Kevin Love, um, like Siakam. You've, I've, we've heard about a bunch of Kyle Lowry, a bunch of players that are going to be moved. So far, nothing has happened. As of recording, it's Wednesday, February 8th at 5.27 p.m. So um, we have, I think, less than 24 hours till the trade deadline. Um, obviously, we'll get up any special episodes if there's um, any news. But for now, we're going to change the segment. I'm going to give off some names, and we're just going to guess where we think they're going to go. Um, so first name on the list is OG Ananobi. Butsy, we'll start with you. Where do you think OG Ananobi ends up? And you can say he stays. I think he's, I think he stays in Toronto. Um... Mainly because I don't really understand why they would get rid of him. Um, yeah. I don't really get why they get rid of him, and I don't know what teams are willing to offer. Like, you you kind of alluded to this, and I think it's my answer might be the same for a lot of these guys. A lot of teams right now are pretty comfortable with their rosters. Um, like, we talked about this on the last episode. There's not a large amount of superstars that are really unhappy with their situations right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I know last season, like, we had the – um, Sabonis Fox trade, like that was one of the bigger trades of the season. Um, like there's not a lot, like, and they're, and they are stars. I mean, Sabonis, um, is playing unbelievable. Uh, but it's just, you know, it, it's quiet. It, it's very quiet across the NBA right now when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. It's almost a little too quiet. I feel like something's going to happen. It is eerily quiet. Uh, Jordan, who do you, where do you think, uh, OG and Obi ends up? Where does he stay put? I think he stays put, but I do think off season, Raptors are one of the best like suitors for KD in terms of a uh, trade package they could offer. So I could see that in the off season, but for now I, I don't see a, a need for them to ship OG off. Okay. I see OG going to new Orleans. Um, the main teams I've heard are new Orleans and Memphis. Um, and if that's the case, I also heard Indiana. I would fucking love Indiana. If he went to Indiana, I'd be re- very happy. Um, the thing is, with Memphis, New Orleans can top any offer that Memphis has, and that's why I think he goes to New Orleans. I think um, New Orleans has all this draft equity from the Anthony Davis trade, as well as a really um, – they have one of the deepest rosters, if not the deepest roster in the NBA. They have a lot of really tradable contracts. You could That could be – something like that could be like Devontae Graham, Jackson Hayes, Dyson Daniels, and a bunch of picks for OG Ananobi. Um, if the Raptors are looking to go into a rebuild rebuild mode, which it kind of sounds like they may, whether that's this year or next year, I think a good way to start that rebuild is by getting kind of picking one guy to build around. For me, that would be Siakam, but maybe his timeline doesn't fit a rebuilding team. So maybe you pick Scotty Barnes, which I had previously heard that Scotty Barnes is off off limits, but everyone else is um, they're taking calls on anyone else, which they came out and said they're taking calls on Fred Van Fleet, Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi, but they did not say Scotty Barnes. So if you do want to end up building around Scotty Barnes, I think a good way to start doing that is trade off OG Ananobi for um, a bunch of picks and, you know, good young players from New Orleans. 
Um, the reason New Orleans would do this is obviously they're on like a 10 game losing streak right now. I think they won last night, but they were on like a horrific losing streak. And I know Brandon Ingram's back now, but he is not looking exactly the same. They've been plagued with injuries. And obviously, if they think that they have a opportunity at making it to the Western Conference finals or the finals in general, uh, OG Ananobi goes a long way in doing that. So that's why I think he goes to New Orleans. Next player is Ky- uh, sorry, Russell Westbrook. We'll start with you, Jordan. Where do you think Russell Westbrook ends up? Um, so we're seeing this. This is like the one rumor that we actually yeah. saw of a three-team trade with the Lakers, uh, T-Wolves, and Jazz, right? Yeah. So this this would send Russ to which one, the Jazz or to the T-Wolves? So it's <clears throat> Westbrook and picks to Utah, Mike Conley and picks to Minnesota, D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley to the Lakers. Those picks, I'm assuming, are the two picks that the Lakers have not been willing to trade previously. Um which are very, very valuable. The reason Utah does this is those two picks could end up being like the first overall pick in the future drafts, not not so much this year, but the future ones. Because um, if you think about it, if you look at it this way, Anthony Davis gets injured and leaves, LeBron gets injured and leaves, you have a really, really bad Lakers team. Um, those are going to be very valuable picks. And then they, it would seem like Utah is going to buy out Westbrook because they have a bunch of cap to do so. Yeah, um, so I think though... I don't think this happens. I think this is this is a rumor rumor. I think the Lakers' big move was to go get Kyrie, and they, they declined it. Um, to give up those two first-round picks for D'Angelo Russell just would not be smart. Uh, I mean, it, it would be just a desperation move by the Lakers to try and microwave a, a contender, and D'Angelo Russell really doesn't get them – a whole lot closer to contending they they'd be good but and they I think they'd be better but I still don't think they would be winning a championship by any means so I don't think this happens but it's not out of the question so um yeah it's interesting thing to talk about yeah Butsy where do you think what uh Russ Russ goes yeah I agree I think he stays put but I wouldn't be shocked if he got moved uh and then bought out it's it, it's definitely an interesting situation to watch because I think it really helps if this trade were to go through. I think it does more for the other two teams than it does for LA. Uh, I think the other two teams benefit greatly um, just from getting draft assets and and other shit as well. Um, you know, buying out Westbrook and just you know really like kind of bit like rebuilding. Uh, I think it's a great rebuilding step, not really for the Timberwolves, but better for the Jazz, obviously. Uh, and we know how good Ainge is at rebuilding, but. The Timberwolves, man, they're just a fucking mess. They are like, they are just a fucking mess. They went out and you know had one of the most dumbass trades for Gobert, and they thought Gobert and Cat was gonna work. That's turned out to suck. Anthony Edwards is not focused on basketball, but he's gross at it. And and now they're thinking about offloading D'Lo. I mean, it, it's just it's a it's a mess over there in in Minnesota. But at the end of the day, um, I I think Westbrook will stay. Um, I don't think this does a lot for LA getting rid of them, uh, besides obviously getting rid of the drama. But you know, in it, if this happens with everybody who goes to LA, like there's gonna be a shit ton of drama. Like if this trade goes through and D'Lo's a starting point guard, everything he does is gonna be so closely monitored and closely criticized, whether it's good or bad. So, uh, you know, I just don't think he's gonna be the best fit in LA. But um, that's why I don't think this trade's gonna happen. Yeah. I know he was there before, and he kind of came into his own a little bit there, but really... He's also much, much younger. 
Yeah, exactly. And he, he, to sh- I don't like D'Angelo Russell. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, I'm not a fan of his game. I don't like watching him play. I don't like, I would not want him on my basketball team. And I think kind of a good, like, way of looking at a thing, uh, uh, how good a player is, is if they fit in, in the Warriors system. I know that sounds stupid, but the Warriors system, make it works for smart players. If you're a smart player, you really always do well in the Warrior system. There's a handful of guys that have gone there and have not done well. And D'Angelo Russell is probably the number one pick if you're drafting those guys that have went into the Warriors um, team and have just failed miserably within the modern era of like the big three there. Um, to me, it just shows that he's not a very intelligent basketball player and that, you know, he's just kind of doing his own thing out there. Um, that being said, I don't know. Uh, the only reason I am kind of close to thinking that Westbrook does end up going to Utah is because I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast, as I always do, and he mentioned being in person um, at the LeBron opening ceremony or f- the game last night for LeBron. And he said that West uh, Westbrook did not talk to anyone on his team. He said Westbrook was kind of rogue. He like didn't um, you know shake hands with LeBron after. He seemed very pissed off. He was very disconnected from the team. Um, Bill Simmons specifically mentioned a point where LeBron was wide open for three, and it looked like Russell Westbrook like threw it out of bounds and turned it over on purpose instead of passing it to LeBron. Um, kind of weird. And he seems very pissed off. And and Bill mentioned that the reason that might be is because LeBron went on and gave that interview with Wilbon saying that he really wanted to see that Kyrie trade. Well, who would have been that Kyrie trade? Russell Westbrook. So, I mean, I understand why it's got to be frustrating the leader and you're the best player on your team going out there and saying he would have rather, he would have really liked to have seen you been trade traded for someone else. I understand why Westbrook's mad. I could kind of see them, the Lakers, just saying, fuck it. Let's cut our losses here and do that Utah trade, which obviously stands completely against everything I've said about holding on to those picks and securing your future. But I honestly don't know what the Lakers do at this point. Um, and yeah. Jordan, I think you're muted. Westbrook and uh, Darvin Ham also got into it. At yes. Pass, I think. Yes. Because he got like Westbrook got subbed out and didn't want to come out or something. And it was some, some petty fight. So yeah, it won't be surprising if he gets traded. It, it'll just be desperate. If they attach... Whatever it is, it's going to be a bad trade for the Lakers. I think. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. If they attach those picks, it's a bad trade. If they get the, yeah. if they get rid of Westbrook, it's fine, but no one's taking him without those picks. Cause that's how much of a liability he is. And he will be in like Thailand, Thailand or China next year, if he gets traded, which is crazy <laughs> yeah. to think about. He That's actually true. will be, he is, he has no inherent value to a basketball team, which he's a good player. It's his personality that's hindering his success, which is upsetting. The final guy, and we can just do a real quick uh, power round. Cause I know all of us have to go soon. Kyle Lowry requested a trade from the heat. The heat are open to doing it. Uh, but we'll start with you. Where do you see him? Just give out a team name. You don't really have to, if you for Kyle Lowry, yeah, um, stays or you said we, we they said uh he was in talks with the Raptors. Oh really? I said that. Did you say that? Or sorry, did you say that they were in talks with the Raptors? A little Van Vliet, Lowry. Oh switch? yes, you're right. You're right. Yep, yeah, I heard. I heard Raptors for Van Vliet. Um, I don't really know about how why they would do that, but yeah, that, that I did hear that one. But yeah, okay. I mean Kyle Lowry, another one of these guys who, similar to CP3, was just a great has been a great point guard for many, many years. 
and now it just fucking sucks. I mean, Kyle Lowry is bad. Yeah, that guy is not serviceable on a basketball court anymore. That was so apparent last year in the playoffs. He looked like he didn't belong at all, which he didn't. Um, and you know they gave up. They didn't give up a ton for Kyle Lowry, but you know, wait, no, where did he sign? He signed. Did he sign or did he get traded to Miami? I can't remember. To be honest, yeah, I can't remember either. Anyways, Kyle Lowry on the Heat is a bad fit. Kyle Lowry on any team right now, besides like one that's decomposing, is a bad fit. Um, so I, I wouldn't be shocked if he got dumped to some team for, uh, possibly like another, just kind of veteran type player. Um, what team specifically? I don't know. Maybe the yeah. Raptors, but if not, I, I, he's, I, I could just see him staying. And then when is, you know, when his contract ends, are you looking at it? No, I, I don't know, but I know it's a little bit longer. I mean, this guy stinks. They need to get rid of him ASAP, yeah. but yeah. I don't know what team would want him right now. Jordan. I actually think D'Angelo Russell uh, for Lowry and some other stuff might work. The Heat could probably see D'Angelo Russell as a, a scoring threat that they kind of need. And for the T-Wolves, D'Lo clearly doesn't fit there. Um, they're they're trying to get rid of him, I think. So seeing that wouldn't surprise me. I think Lowry would actually be a much better fit with Anthony Edwards than D'Lo. That, you took mine. That was exactly going to be mine. Um, if that Westbrook trade doesn't go through because the Lakers aren't willing to attach their picks, I see them turning around and flipping D'Lo to, um, to the Heat for Kyle Lowry. I know that's a talent downgrade, but you get an adult in the room who can kind of rein everybody in and has uh, playoff experience and is a title on his finger. So quick episode today. We will be back if there are any new trades or any new movement um ahead of the trade de- trade deadline or at the trade deadline obviously as mentioned it's less than 24 hours away from right now at recording so we will be back with any emergency podcast if anything does in fact go down but if not we will talk to you next week no matter what thank you all for listening we will be back very soon and peace yeah Shot it was all with y'all. Oh, Coming to say you look, you're fine. We got to cutting it off. Nobody kidding, fuck on my line. I'ma keep it up with y'all. But shorty, I'm trying to make you mine. Don't make it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can't let it go by. Oh yeah. Think I won the lotto. This slow mulatto. She could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think I won the lotto. This slow mulatto. She could be a model.